It's your boy, O King Johnny, O H underscore K I N G underscore Johnny, here without my co hosts. Yes, yes, y'all. They have finally separated the two. <laughs> no pun intended. Shout out to G Deck, the stepchild, wherever he may be. Um, he is taking care of some family business. We have been away from you all for quite some time. I have been extremely, extremely busy. But I had a talk with Deck and we decided you guys don't have to wait any longer. I will jump out and do this myself. It's the Separate the Two podcast. Yeah, but she got four kids. The 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 daughter. I went to Google how many kids it got and I typed in, let me Google it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. This this. We don't do no overtime. <laughs> Welcome to separate the two. Nah, bro. The other day, I was I was so lit. I text somebody, and don't you know that you know Apple Joint? You can reply to to a certain text. Uh-huh. I was replying to my own text. <laughs> Say yeah, right. I, need, I need to lay down. <laughs> I said, oh "Why am I responding God. to my own text, right? Like I'm oh talking my to myself." God. <laughs> oh my God! Right, but anyway, get get serious. Um, All right, my bad. you are now listening to separate the two. This orange, and you squeeze it as hard as you can squeeze it, and you ask yourself, what will come out? And what comes out when you squeeze an orange? Orange juice. Never, no matter how many times you squeeze it, will apple juice come out. And the next question is, why? Why, when you squeeze an orange as hard as you can squeeze it, does orange juice come out? The reason that orange juice comes out when you squeeze it is because that's what's inside. Now you extend the metaphor, and someone squeezes you. That is, someone says something about you that you don't like. Someone behaves towards you in a way that you find offensive. And out of you comes anger, hatred, bitterness, tension. Fear, anxiety, stress. And immediately you say, the reason that comes out of me is because of how he said it or the way that she said that or because they did that. But the truth is, the reality is that what comes out is what's inside. And if you don't like what's inside, you can change it. Nothing's gonna change. It's the Separate the Two podcast. You can find us on all the podcast platforms, including... Google, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, and you can also request us on your Alexa machine. Shout out to all the shows on the network. All the shows on the network. That's the You and You Network. Shout out to Unprocessed Knowledge, A Taste to Consider, Reservation for Three, Three Stars, Two Bars, and Quota Sheen, wherever he may be. You can find us on separate underscore the underscore two on Instagram. Shout out to Schoon to the Moon. Follow that. Schoon to the Moon. First 
Jay-Z never changed from the B-side concert. You can listen and watch that on Tidal as well as, well as YouTube. Uh, I played that because it's a theme for the show today. Um, I have a thought in mind of, of something that I want to talk about, and it's regarding change. And I think change is a good thing and change is something that we go through from time to time. And I have been on a journey of changing, not something that I've been pressured into doing, not something that somebody told me I needed to do, but some changes that I wanted to make within myself based off of my experiences and things that have been going on with me. But before we get to that, I want to pay some bills. Like I said, make sure you check out all the shows on the UNU Network. Shout out to Deck. And shout out to Reservation for Three. Deck was a special guest on um, Reservation for Three a few weeks ago. And due, due to some technical things that um, I had to work out and with uh, everything that's been going on with me scheduling-wise, um, it took some time for me, for me to get to it and get it. Uh, somewhat uh, situated and and in in condition to be released. So that show was released today. So uh, make sure you go and check that out. Um, it's funny because when I'm when I'm editing shows and getting shows together to put them out, I don't really hear them in their entirety. I sort of hear bits and pieces of the show, and so it's always um, a pleasure for me. When I'm able to finish, put it out, and then listen back to, you know, what all was said. And I was telling them today, um, I, I text, um, text them today and was just telling them, like, the show was really good. Like, they was really, really, um, they was really in their bag on that show. And it's called, uh, shoot, I don't remember the name of what it's called. But um, it's a reservation for three latest episodes. So make sure you check that out. And uh, like I said, Deck was a special guest on there. Um, also, you, you've been hearing me talk about uh, Schoon to the Moon a lot. That's my partner in music. And um, we have something that we're working on and putting together um, that uh, uh it's a, it's a work in progress at the moment. We're trying to get some things off the ground. But um, if you guys have not checked that out and have not followed that, please go do that for me. Also, remember, whenever we release these shows, we get our numbers by you all downloading and subscribing. And all we ask is that you tell a friend. Okay. So, yeah, I'm. I'm it's funny because I don't think I've ever done a show by myself so this is the this is a first for me um we have i I joke i say we have finally separated the two so um i will be at this alone and um i'm just gonna uh just talk to you guys for a little bit i don't have anything in particular to uh uh planned out but you know i i said i'll keep it in the essence of how uh, me and Deck do it and we just get on here and we just start talking and we let the conversation go wherever it goes. And I don't know if you noticed um, we made that change. Uh, it's been a few episodes now back where, you know, we we were talking about the show and things that we, you know, you know, liked or disliked or wanted to change about the show. And I was expressing to him that I feel like um, everybody is sort of in the same lane when you when you watching all the stuff and listening back to all the stuff that's coming across on social media. It's like you know everybody was pretty much talking about the same thing as far as like relationship talk and and you know uh, things of that nature. And for me, you know, I, I should say my algorithm. I felt like it was so much of that going on. I'm like, 
you know, does it really serve us to continue to talk about exactly what everybody else is talking about? So we just took approach that that we've always had in mind to do where we would just get on here and just talk because that's what me and him do. Like we just talk. We just talk about stuff or, you know, ask each other questions or, you know, compare um, <clears throat> compare thoughts on um, different things that's going on. And so. That's the approach that we've decided to take with the show. And I must say, since we've been doing that, um, I was telling him a couple of weeks ago, I was like, man, I'm really starting to notice a uh, jump, another jump in the numbers where um, I always take that as a sign of people are coming back. Because like you could have you could put out a show and the show could do good numbers and then. It's either going to have a slight fall off your next episode or you're going to have a slight uptick. And so I noticed since we changed the format, there's been an uptick. So I only I only can think and thank you guys because that makes me feel like, OK, you know, not only are you guys coming back and listening, but you're sending somebody else to listen. And, you know, a lot of the feedback that I've been getting since we made the, the slight change. I mean, we were always kind of freestyling, but. We were real topic based, you know, just, you know, the normal thing like, you know, find different uh, clips or things on social media and get on here and talk about it. And we still kind of do that to a degree. But it's it's true. When I say we are truly just getting on here and talking, it's like it's it's not even a joke. Like we don't even <laughs> we we used to have a uh, we used to have a, a folder where we would take all the all our stuff and put it all in a folder. You know, clips and stuff we would come across that we would put in a, a folder and save for the show and all that good stuff. And I I'm telling you, we don't even do that no more. And I always joke with him. I'm like, man, I was like, I always going in. I'm always of a mindset of like, man, I'm not sure how this is really going to turn out. But then somehow, some way, it always turns out pretty good. So I'm not mad at that. I'm glad about that. And um, it is what it is. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all those that listen and support. So one of the thoughts that I had um, coming into this was I realized that um We didn't get a chance to talk to you all when the kids went back to school. And, you know, I kind of chuckled at myself because last year when they started school, I was really emotional about it because, you know, we had homeschooled them during the during the pandemic. And we even when the kids went back to school, we took another school year where we homeschooled them. And so them going back to school was a was sort of a challenge for me because I had got used to spending so much time with them, I guess, you know, and it was like, it was, you know, even though Landon had been to school before, you know, he was going back to school and this, and last year was Hollow's first time going to school. And so I went through that whole parent thing of, you know, feeling like, man, this is their first time, you know, especially Harlow stepping out in the real world, I'm going to say, without, you know, a parent with her, an adult with her to to guide her, even though you have the teachers and stuff there, but just like her first time going out without us or without me or whatever the case may be. And so I was real emotional about that last year. And I talked about it on the show. Um, I don't look, I don't remember the titles. There's too many titles to remember, but I did talk about it. And, you know, I expressed and told you guys like how emotional I was about it and the reason behind it and blah, blah, blah. And I must say they, they went through the school year last year, um, and did well. I mean, um, Landon, Landon, uh, did so well last year that they've put him in the gifted program this year. And I don't know if I told you guys, but they had been pulling last year, Hollow was in kindergarten and they had been pulling her out of class to go read with the first graders because she was reading so far ahead of the other kids in her class. It was her and a couple other girls. And um, I was really proud about that because. One of our worries when they were going back to school, because we had did the homeschool and we was like, man, are they going to be ready? You know, because, you know, it's so funny. And I think I talked about this before, how homeschooling is really short. Like we we paid to have a curriculum for them and we did that curriculum during the homeschooling. And 
man, we would get through a school, you know, lessons in an hour and a half, maybe two hours. Sometimes it was shorter than that. And so it felt like in real time, like sometimes like, man, are we doing enough? You know, because me and their mom both are real, um, her even bigger than myself, um, are real big on their education and wanting them to, you know, just do well and be, they're, they're very bright. They're very bright and smart kids. And we just, we were afraid that in some way we may have been, you know, holding them back or something, you know, cause we didn't, you know, we didn't know what to expect as far as them going back to school and what level the kids were going to be on. Cause mind you, we did a year of homeschooling when the all the kids was back in school. And man, our worries was completely washed away. I mean, they did so well. And the teachers um, constantly talk about like how great of a job they're doing, how, you know, how uh, far ahead they are um, with the with the things that they're doing. And I'm telling you, it's so crazy because hollow reads i forget how well she reads sometimes and so you know you have that moment you have those moments as a parent where you could have you know a piece of mail or have your phone sitting somewhere or whatever and you know you think oh little kid that can't really read so you're not really worried about them seeing something or reading something and now you know i have to make a conscious effort to like remember like yo these youngest can read, read for real. And so it was funny because um, the other day I had something, I had a, a flyer or something that I forget exactly what it was, but it was something in my car and hollow ended up, it was on the back seat. And so when she, when I picked him up from school and she got in the car, she was back there reading it. And so I can hear her like kind of reading to herself. I'm like, hollow, what are you reading? And so she was like, oh, I'm just reading this, uh, this paper that you had back here. And so I knew it wasn't nothing bad or, or anything to worry about. So I was like, well, what does it say? Like, read it to me. And so, because I actually had not read it. I just had had it and just, you know, sat on the back seat like one of those I'll get to it later type things. And she started reading it. And it wasn't the reading so much that impressed me because I know she can read. But it was some, it was some what I'm going to call big words, like adult words on there. And she was reading this thing flawlessly, man. And I was just... I was just driving. I was just so proud about that. And just thinking back on how worried I was about, you know, them possibly being behind in school and all that good stuff to, to turn out they, they're doing perfectly fine. So um, Landon is in, like I said, in the gifted program and Hollow is doing good and she's reading ahead. Um, she even did a short stint after school uh, at the start of summer break where she took some special classes for about three weeks, I think it was. And um, it was with some teachers from her school and they were just, uh, it's almost like they were trying to see how far ahead she was, sort of like, because they were like giving her work that's advanced, more advanced to what she technically should be doing. And even in that, they was like, yo, Hollow is like banging this stuff out. And so, you know, now the new wary is, you know, because they're, they're doing so good and they're so shocked. We don't want them to get bored uh, with the material because you hear people say all the time, you know, when kids are a little ahead of the other kids, um, you they they find themselves getting bored with the work and then that boredom leads to other things. And so, so far, so good that that has not been an issue. And so I'm happy about that. But I'm talking about the kids and I'm bringing the kids up because you know, in my own personal journey of, um, of like I said, going through my changes and uh, making changes in my life, one of my biggest challenges, believe it or not, has been with my children. And what I mean by that is that our children, in a funny way, have a way of sort of forcing us to face things in our own personal lives. And what I mean by that is, and I, and I, and I, I believe I've talked about this on the show, but when I was younger, I had a really bad temper. Uh, Deck likes to say I didn't have a bad temper. I just didn't take no crap. But I was, I was sort of like, I could easily flick off. You know what I mean? And so I bring that up to say like, you know how you know, as we go along in our journey and we're trying to make 
progress and do better and, you know, better ourselves. There are things that we feel or think that we have made these progresses on. Right. You know, we think that, okay, you know, I've been doing the work. I've been going through my processes, going through my healing processes. I'm doing the work. And so I'm past that. So. We, we, we think and feel, you know, in our mind and heart that we're past that until that thing, that thing gets challenged. And, and, and um, I played the clip in the beginning of the show about how he was saying when you, when you squeeze an orange, orange juice come out because that's what's inside of an orange. An orange is orange juice. You're not going to ever get apple juice or, or any pineapple juice or anything from an orange because that's what's in, in the orange. And so... You know, like I said, we think that we're past things and we we work things out. And yes, that could very well be the case, but you won't really know how far you come until that thing is triggered or challenged. And so my kids have been that for me, especially um, Harlow, because I think now going to school and, and gaining a little bit of uh, identity and independence about herself is starting to show, you know, where and things that she didn't do before. So like now she she does the challenges. You know, she challenges you and you know, they like I said they're both smart kids. So, you know, sometimes they'll say things and they they're innocent in in that they don't realize that what they're saying could come off or be viewed as being disrespectful. And so that's one of the things like we've been working with them on like uh recognizing, you know, sometimes what may be appropriate or inappropriate you know and so I say I say I like to say there's sort of like this little chaos for me that's just enough chaos to to trigger or challenge uh these things and feelings that I think that I've gotten past and what I'm talking about is being able to control emotion right and so I think I've done a pretty good job of for the most part of being able to control my emotions when it comes to dealing with adults right you know as a as a regional manager you know I deal with people all the time I'm constantly dealing with people dealing with personalized I even had an incident yesterday that I'm not gonna go into but with uh, one of my officers who asked me to help them out with something and ended up flipping out because they they thought that I gave my word on I was going to do something and I didn't come through on it because I guess I didn't do it in the time that they were looking for me to do it. And it was funny because I was like, man, I was like, I'm thinking like, you know, all the work that I'm trying to do on controlling my emotions and here I'm dealing with another adult, somebody that's older than me by many years is, is at their big age and still not able to control their emotions. And it's one of the things I, you know, part of me like was triggered by it a little bit. Like, cause I'm like, it, it was sort of like, I was, I was feeling like, how dare you, have an attitude with me because I'm not moving fast enough on something that you need help on. You know what I'm saying? Because I could have easily been like, oh, no, I can't do that. But I'm saying, yeah, I'll do that. I'll help you out. And because I didn't do it fast enough or do it in the time frame that you wanted it done, you know, you flip out on me. And, you know, part of me was like, you know, uh, do I give off the energy of like you can just flick off on me with no consequence. You know what I'm saying? But then the other side of me was like, nope, we're not going to do that. We're not going to feed into that. We're not going to let that uh, throw us off, off our rocker, right? Because one thing that I'm big on now is that, you know, I may not do everything right, you know, or, or I might not say everything right all the time, but my heart is always in the right place, right? Like I'm never doing anything out of spite or malice or anything like that. Like my heart is always in the right place and I'm a work in progress like everybody else. And so um, getting back to my kids. So my kids have been that test for me, right? That I have failed several times, right? And so maybe about a month or so, maybe two months ago, 
um, I had an incident where um, I had to, um, you know, uh, deal with my son like in a in a dis 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 I can't say it dis disciplinary dis. I had to discipline him. <laughs> I had to discipline my son on something, and I didn't like how upset I got about it. Right, and so. I, I remember I was talking to their mom and I was saying, you know, um, I didn't like how I, I, I didn't like how I got, I, you know, I didn't like how it made me feel. I didn't like the level that my anger took me to. Right. And so that was like a, a huge step for me to really like, yo, like, like I was so I was so disappointed in myself that it was almost like immediately cold turkey. Like, yo, I gotta kick this thing into the next gear. Like, I gotta make a super conscious effort to get get these emotions under control when it comes to my kids. Like, like I have it under control with dealing with adults. Now I have to get it under control with my kids. And even though I don't do a lot of, you know, spankings or things like that, but I find myself like yelling or getting into um, these back and forths with them, like this, these uh, tug of wars with them of words of, you know, I tell them to do something and it's, you know, well, wow, I don't want to do that. And I don't want, you know, and I'm, I'm going back and forth with them. And it's not so much the going back and forth as where it's more so I'm getting angry and frustrated in these situations. And it's causing me to have anxiety and all that. And I should not be letting children trigger me in this way. And it's it, it will be sort of hypocritical of me to be teaching them and talking to them about controlling their emotions, right? When I can't control my emotions. And I'm thinking like, oh, I got this shit all together because I'm able to control my emotions when it comes to adults, but I'm struggling when it comes to the children, right? And so that's something that um that um I've been really making a conscious effort to do better at. And with that being said, I came to, so, so, you know, whenever you're trying to work on something or go through something or make a change, you know, you got to take that time to like figure out like, well, how do I get to this change? Like, cause it ain't a thing where I just be like, all right, I'm not going to do it no more because we all know that's not really realistic. Like you have to, there's some work involved and some things that have to happen to bring, um, uh, um, uh, to bring this change. Right. And so I was like, well, the first thing I got to do is I have to change overall. Right. And so what I mean by that, I've, I've always been a pretty high strung person. Like I'm always on the edge emotionally. Right. So it's like, I could be I could be in a very good mood. I could be in a very bad mood, you know, or I could be in between. But it takes so little to tilt me in any direction. Right. And so I'm like, man, first thing I got to do is just get an overall calmness about myself. And I think in getting that overall calmness about myself you know, it would not only help me with dealing with my emotions, not only help me with dealing with the kids, but it also would help my anxiety because I realize my anxiety comes from because I'm always at the brink of, you know, a breakdown. You know what I mean? And I understand where it comes from. You know, I talked about on the show before, like how I live in my head a lot. I live in my thoughts a lot. And sometimes in doing that, you take you you take yourself places and you go on journeys within that. And because it's in your head, you're not realizing how much it's affecting your overall. So people say to me like, like um, I've had people say to me like, oh, you you always look like you got a frown on your face. Right. And it's not necessarily that I'm mad or in a bad mood or see something I don't like or anything like that. What what people don't realize is. 
you're looking at me and in my head, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on and it's showing on my face. And so my face expression is not towards anybody or anything, but it's an expression that's going on in my head. I liken it to a dream I had last night. I had this dream last night where um, it was funny because, you know, my my kids, they take all types of classes. They're in piano um, hollows in gymnastics, landings in karate, you know, they do, they do, uh, swim lessons. They do all these different activities. So it, it wasn't, it wasn't crazy that my dream last night involved us being in like a, like a class setting, like, like, I don't know, maybe I had taken hollow to gymnastics or something like that. But the place that we was in, it wasn't like a place that we had been in before. It was just a place that had to do with this, with the dream and in the dream I remember it because it made me so mad you ever have a dream and your emotion in the dream runs so high that you wake up with that same emotion that you had in the dream like I woke up this morning with an attitude behind this dream because I was getting into it so bad with this guy in the dream that it it trickled over into real life, like me waking up and I was still talking to myself about the situation. Like that's how pissed I was. But long story short, in the dream, this guy had my so my daughter was my daughter was standing, she was standing there. It was two, it was another girl and two boys behind her. And the guy had said something to her. I don't remember what he said, but whatever he said to her. He it it felt if in the dream it felt like he was kind of being a creep, right? And I know what it stems from. It stems from um a conversation uh that me and their mom have uh been having. It's it's a it's a uh ongoing conversation about uh just you know letting anybody be around the kids or taking the kids around just anybody, and we both um have this strong feeling about how we don't want to do that like we don't we're very particular about um spaces that we take the kids in and who we have the kids around because you know kids are sponges they pick up on things and there's just there's just some things that we're not ready for them to be privy to so we're very um we're very cautious about that and we talk about it. You know what I mean? Those those are that's one of the conversations that we have when it comes to the kids. And so I know what the dream stems from, right? It stems from those type of conversations. But in the dream, the guy just felt like he was on some creep shit to me. And anybody that knows me, like I don't I don't do bullying, I don't do uh predator type shit like i hate stuff like that and so in the dream i went off on the guy and so i I don't want to talk about all about the dream but but i'm just saying what happened in the dream it had my emotions running so high that i i woke up like that and it's funny because i was thinking like if you're not mindful of things like that you could wake up with an attitude from a dream or something that happens and that carries on with you. you like you carrying that thing all day long with you. You know what I mean? And so I say all that to say that's that's something that I've been like real heavy on. Just trying to keep myself um at a at a lower uh uh I don't know, I don't know what's the term to use, but like just just keeping my temperament and my energy lower and smoother and more relaxed you know what I'm saying and I and like I said I believe because because I live in my head a lot and I do a lot that sometimes it you know I can get tense I can I can get real intense and then when something happens like you know when I have to deal with the kids or you know or deal with something at work or whatever I'm ready to pop because I have I have all this built up and pent up uh, stress and anxiety that it's easily triggered, and so I you know I just feel to over overcome that I have to change my overall energy and work on keeping calm and keeping a um, uh, a more relaxed demeanor. You know, um, I'm also working on trying to uh, smile more or keep my face pleasant so I'm not always walking around 
with a with a, a frown on my face or looking unapproachable, like I've been told. Like, oh, you, you look so unapproachable. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, I gotta start working on that. Cause that's not the that's not the first time I heard that. And I'm a firm believer, like, if different people are saying the same thing to you about you, then you know, it's time to really take a look at yourself. You know what I mean? Because, you know, these these different people who don't know each other from Adam can't all be making up this same thing. Um, and so I think that's, that's, you know, a time to really, you know, take an assessment of yourself. And I ask myself all the time, like I do these things and I always wanted to do other people do that. Like do other people, do you all take the time to like really, uh, assess and self-correct, you know, cause I, you know, I've come across people I feel that has been the same way for as long as I've known them, you know, and it would appear or feel like this person has not made any progress or even looked to make any process pro- progress in their personality, in their being or anything like that, you know, and so it's one of those things that I've been working on and I'm going to continue to work on and it's one of those things that I definitely feel like I'm improving in. The other side of change is, or going through change, is the people that know you or that are closest to you are not immediately, um, they don't immediately catch on to the change. And so they're used to you being a certain way. So when you're going through the change, it appears like something's wrong. You know, I'm getting asked a lot. What's wrong? Are you okay? What's wrong with you? What's going on? You know, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. You know, and I'm understanding now is stemming from my energy being different, you know, in, in a good way. But you know, it's it's they're noticing a change and then interpreting interpreting it as something's wrong or something's off. You know, you're not yourself, and you know it's like, man, I didn't anticipate that part, and now my question is, well, how long before <laughs> you know people start uh, adjusting to the new me? Or, the, or, or my new energy, right? And then, you know, and then, you know, some people might not, might not like me with, with the new energy because, you know, they're accustomed to me being a certain way or coming off a certain way. And I'm just, you know, I'm just, I just got to a point where I'm just, I just want to be in a different headspace. I want to be, I want to be more, um, relax and 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 laid back and out the way you know what I mean because I because I feel like when you out the way there's less room for uh uh mess ups or or um misinterpretations or you know rubbing people the wrong way you know just I, I, I'm out the way like completely out the way like I'm good you know what I mean and you know it it just has it has its challenges and I just find myself in in situations where I'll be like well they'll you know they'll realize and adjust at some point but that's not my problem I'm not I'm not really worried about it you know um I'm just I'm just I'm 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 getting getting more in tune with me and who I am and who I want to be and all that good stuff. And I'm cool with that. So, you know, I just gotta, I gotta manage my, manage my energy by not letting things get to me via the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Yo, my team, my football team is, is stressing me, trying to stress me out, but I'm not going to let them do it. You know, um, doing better with managing, um, my uh my emotions with my children and people around me you know or people that are close to me and so so that's where i'm at 
So in other news, um, we talked about um, um, on shows in the past about aliens and our takes on aliens and all that good stuff. And those of you all that listen, y'all know that I, the last conversation we had about aliens, I said, oh, I'm to the point now, I'm ready. If they, if aliens are real, if they exist and all that good stuff, then I'm ready to see what's up, right? And so the other day, Dex sent me a, a video from Twitter where the Mexicans or, or in Mexico, they have... Uh, decided that they was going to show the world the aliens that they have. And as <laughs> soon as I read, he sent me the tweet. And as soon as I read the caption, you know, my I, I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> let's turn up. Let's turn up. I was excited. I've been waiting for this day forever, right, for somebody uh, to officially come out and say, boom, this is, this is what we have. And so... Uh, they revealed these ET, ooh, excuse me, ET looking type figures, and um, I thought I, my first thought was like, okay, are, are these grades? Because I know there's like three. We hear about three different uh, species of ele- of aliens, and grays are one of them. So I was like, okay, is uh, you know, is this is supposed to be the grays? And of course, online, nobody really took it seriously. A lot of people saying they don't believe it to be real, da da da. And I found humor in that as well because I was like, I'm I'm big on believing that most stuff on the internet nowadays is not real it's fake i mean most stuff in media period is not real and it's fake and so i didn't have a problem with people feeling like that but then the other side of me was thinking like if it even if it was real we wouldn't believe it it's been so long and we've had so many different uh stories and supposed uh uh uh, depictions of aliens that if they were 100% real we still wouldn't believe it because we're just we've just reached that stage of we just don't believe anything and it's for good reason I mean we've been we've been lied to and played game and had games played on us for so long it's hard to believe anything and social media Social media, we see so much stuff on social media and technology has gotten to the point that it's gotten to that it is hard to believe anything you see. You know, what's the saying? Believe uh, half of what you see, none of what you hear, you know, and I'm I'm just I'm to the point where I'm just like question everything. But to add insult to injury, I just sent that a video earlier today where somebody had made a cake that looked exactly like the aliens that Mexico showed us in these boxes. And when they went to cut the cake, because it looked just like the aliens, and when they went to cut it to show that it was a cake, I was like, yo, we can't believe nothing, yo. I don't know what to believe anymore about anything. About anything. I don't care what it is. I don't. I question everything um, I know some people think flat earth is the most ridiculous uh, uh, take you can have, but hey, why not? Why not question it? Why not? Qu- we, we're learning a little bit more and more every day of how much they have lied and manipulated uh, uh, things in history to make them seem to be things that they really aren't in the whole nine. And it's it's like... What? How? How could you believe anything with with technology the way it is, with AI the way it is, with everything we got going on? How? Could, it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe anything these people say to us. And like I said, we've been at this for so long and been trying to get to the bottom of this for so long. Even if it was a hundred percent true, we still wouldn't believe it. We wouldn't believe it. And as bad as I want to see aliens and want to believe that aliens exist even if i saw it with my if i saw a spaceship in the sky with my own eyes i would still question it and say 
oh, that's some type of CGI or 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 some type of technology that's allowing them to put and it it it's it's probably a thousand percent a real UFO and I just wouldn't believe it. So I just want to know from y'all, do y'all believe it? Do y'all think that these aliens are real? You know, or, po- or could possibly be real, you know. I don't know. But man, I, I wish I wish we could get the truth. I wish we could get the truth on a lot of things. A lot of things. It's funny because <clears throat> one day uh, when I had picked the kids up from school, they were riding in the back seat, and they were had, somehow I don't know how they got on it, but somehow they got on the conversation of aliens. And I heard Landon Landon say to Harlow, "Like, oh, well, you 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 know, we really don't know um, what aliens look like. I mean, aliens." Could look just like me and you. They could. They could look human, probably just like me and you. We don't know. And when he said that, y'all, I was. I felt so proud. I said, "Oh, I said that's my boy. He think just like me." Because we had a, we had an episode, and I said that same exact thing. I was like, I was like, who who's to say that alien that aliens look just like us? Like they're not these monstrous creepy looking you know out of this world thing they might look human just like us may operate just like us whatever we don't know we don't know and and that's the crazy part about it like we really don't know and it's like with the whole you know mexico supposedly exposing what they have as aliens why now what is it about right now that make you want to come out and say hey this is what we have you know or is this just the beginning of something else like y'all about to take us on some type of journey or trip when it comes to this whole this whole alien thing you know i just i don't know i don't know like i said i don't know what to believe i don't know what to feel anymore i just i just I'm just dealing with and taking stuff as it comes, man. That's all we can do. That's all we can do. And I tell people all the time, like, at the end of the day, all we can do is worry about those whose decisions uh, uh, affect us directly. And if we, if we, I feel like if we just put our energy into that, the world will be a better place. Because trying to figure this, I didn't even say in the world, try, the United States, trying to figure out the United States and make it make sense is like the biggest challenge in the world, you know. There's so many things that I still question about this country that just I it just baffles my mind, you know. Um, you know, I'm surprised that more people aren't outraged at inflation and the way they're tearing us apart, man. I mean, I think about going to the grocery store and buying groceries. It's like it's sort of getting to the point like it might be you might be better off ordering out and eating out versus going to the grocery store and buying all this stuff at the grocery because the grocery store prices are through the roof along with everything else, along with everything else. And I just feel like, look, if the aliens is going to come back or the aliens are here, man, come on, do something to help us out. <laughs> Let's do something to help us out. Cut down on this inflation. Get rid of these taxes. Man, I'm telling you, when I heard Republicans uh, 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 were talking about proposing um, a bill to to eliminate income taxes, yo, that's one of those things that would would be of great help to um, um, a lot of people, man. Because I'm like, at this point, the amount of money that I shell out in and taxes is like, yo, it's it's like, are y'all punishing me? For, it's feel like y'all are punishing me for making more money, man. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I just, I'm just always shocked at how, as a society or or or, or members of this country, why we don't speak up more, why we don't speak up more, and we don't say more, unless you know, maybe other people's not feeling that it's so bad you know what I mean but I don't know something has to give something has to give so man I feel like I'm rambling so that's what's all going on uh with me 
Um, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else that I want to talk about? Um, I don't know. I'm drawing a blank right now. Let me think. I know what I wanted to talk about. Um, I, you know, I talk about podcasting and <clears throat> how therapeutic it can be. Um, and I just want to say to those that are listening, um, social media has tried to put a negative spin on podcasting, uh, specifically male podcasters, right? And so, yes, there are a lot of uh, folk out there that's talking a lot, a lot of things that are wild and crazy or whatever the case may be. The thing I do and I, the thing that I do like about podcasting is that it's, it's, given, it's given opportunity for men, let's for starters, just to express themselves, right? Because <clears throat> they're they for a long time they you know media and everything was pretty much catered to women outside of sports talk. You know, you didn't have what you have now, where there's a lot of dialogue um, amongst men, and you know just talking about all different types of things, you know, that men go through, how men are thinking or whatever. And like I said, this this podcasting thing has been very therapeutic for me. And it's also, um, it also, I think uh, it's an outlet for a lot of men, you know. And I think we're in an age now where men are trying to get uh, better in tune with, how how they feel you know how they think you know and and all types of things and i i think that instead of shunning it i think we should be more supportive of it because right now it's it's crazy and it's all over the place but a lot of that is because it's new this is a this is a new thing you know and you know as as us men are growing and maturing and getting, like I talked about on here um, tonight, getting better control of our emotions and feelings and understanding, um, you know, of ourselves. It's going to, I think, in the long run, allow us to be better communicators, better in the community, better with our children, better with our spouses, you know, our partners, all that good stuff. And I think that I think that we should really um, take these opportunities of these sessions or, you know, dialogues and really start trying to figure this thing out. Because there's been a serious divide amongst um, male and female in, in you know, uh, in a lot of spaces, especially relationship and coexisting with one another and i think that not all but a lot of these podcast platforms are creating great opportunity to talk about it um and and so i just want to say like you know everybody is listening to separate the two uh, you know I, I want you guys to really s- just help with championing um, these platforms and these these dialogues because I think they are necessary and you know we're not going to always say the right thing we're not going to always get it right every time but just the fact that now that we're talking and we're we're trying to figure it out we're trying to get a grip on some things you know I had I had a conversation just the other day um, about uh relationships you know and not to get into that whole conversation but um she was saying that she doesn't think she's equipped to be in a relationship you know because she can't handle she's not in a space where she feels like she can handle the handle the challenges that come with being in a relationship and I've have all, I have all these different conversations with women where they're talking about, you know, the struggles and the challenges. And I feel like 
I feel like my answer is always the same in that I've really I'm really starting to believe that the issues that we face in relation stems from folk not doing the work individually. I think we we come together in uh, relationships trying to fix one another or manage one another, you know, like the woman knows what's best for the man and the man knows what's best for the woman, you know, and we're, you know, it's this tug of war back and forth, you know, uh, about that. But I think, I, and, and I was saying to them in the conversation, I think first you have to recognize you know, what's what's your shortcomings or what are the things that trigger you or cause you to react or move in a negative manner and work on those things first. And hopefully and prayerfully, you know, whoever you're dealing with on the other side is doing the work on themselves first and then come together and try to have, you know, a uh, relation. You know what I mean? It's like, I think I think that that's the overall issue with dating and, and marriages and just long term relationships, whatever it is. I think the individuals not doing the work on themselves. I had I had a conversation with a young lady and she was talking about, yeah, we're going to um, we're going to try to do couples therapy. And I was like, that's great. Like, I'm not knocking couples therapy. But I was like, I think it's I think it's important that you do your own therapy first by yourself solo and he do his own therapy first solo because there's some things that you're going to learn about yourself and you're going to find out and some things you're going to have to face that you necessarily don't need him to be there for that because this is about you this is about getting past uh hurdles and traumas within yourself you know and once you do that it's going to make you a better person overall which is going to make you a better partner. And I was saying, you know, he he should do the same thing for him. And then, you know, then come together and have couples therapy, you know. But I think we tend, and like I was saying earlier, we tend to think like we got it all together. It's not me. It's always everybody else. It's always somebody else. We're great at pointing the finger like, oh, it's somebody else's fault. It's somebody, you did this to me, you know. And we don't do good with being honest with ourselves and, and self-evaluating and facing ourselves and accepting the fact that we don't have it all together, that we don't know it all, that we are, we will always be a work in progress. And I think if, I, I, and I say all that to say, I just think that we really need to spend more time on individual work you know, that's what going back to men having the podcast, like dialogues amongst men is necessary because there, there are things that men understand on our side of the situation that women are just not going to understand. They're just not going to get and vice versa. There's things on the side of a woman. I was telling somebody the other day, I said, you know, no matter how much time I spend with my kids, no matter how much I do with my kids, I can never be a mom. I can never know what a mom feels like. I can never experience parenthood from a mom's perspective. It's just different. It just is, you know. And so um, I feel like I've talked a lot. <laughs> Being by myself, it feels like a whole lot of talking. But I just, my overall point is that, you know, let's let's try to do a better job with, instead of shunning these platforms and these shows of, of men dialogue and I think we should start listening and having healthy dialogue you know and you know this this notion and mindset that um, we have to agree about everything we don't have to agree about everything to have healthy dialogue and I think that's important for us to know and remember I think that's all I got for you it's been a pleasure talking to you guys. Um, like I said, this is the first time I believe that I've done a show by myself, but um, I had a good time. I had fun doing it. Um, this was cool. Uh, I definitely miss uh, my partner and the back and forth um, that we do, but <clears throat> I think this will hold you over to the next show. 
And this is where I get out of here. It's your boy, <laughs> O-King Johnny, O-H underscore K-I-N-G underscore Johnny. You can find the show on separate underscore the underscore two on, did I say that right? Separate underscore the underscore two on Instagram. You can also find me at O-King Johnny, O-H underscore K-I-N-G underscore Johnny on Instagram, as well as my partner. And we don't do no overtime. We are out of here. Kurt, welcome home to Tosh.